Hi, my name is Kevin McQuillan, and the following pre-recorded conversations are my attempt to make sense of the human experience through the practice of yoga. I hope you enjoy. Good morning. We're going to have a conversation about difficult conversations. That's the focus of uh, this practice. And uh, it's something that we, each of us have to confront consistently. I could imagine you're confronting it right now in some way in your life, that you're in a difficult conversation or you know you need to have one. I could imagine that to be true. You really don't have to go farther than you and the conversations you have with yourself. Those are difficult conversations at times. Absolutely. Like every day. When you wake up, it's like, ah, okay. <laughs> What's the multitude of things I have to do today to make my life right? And the lists and all these different things, all the while attempting to engage in your life and the various different roles in which you play in your life. And there's many, many. And so we're consistently having difficult conversations. Doesn't mean that we're skilled at it. I think that's what's important to put out in front of you. And that's the attempt of this conversation for you to square yourself up into this topic and how you generate difficult conversations. And maybe you don't. Sometimes you haven't. That's true for each of us. If we look in our past, sometimes we did not take the opportunity to have difficult conversations. And most likely that moved into a catastrophe in some way. So we missed the opportunity to square things up, make things right. And things got worse as a consequence of not having the conversation. So that's what I'm gonna speak, uh, speak about today and break it down. And the physical focus of this practice is upper chest, upper chest, base of the throat. There's a lot happening in this region of the body. From the heart, upper chest, to the base of the throat. Much. Heart. Shielded. You don't get in. And it ain't coming out. So shielded from love, typically. Heartbreak. Protection. Which manifests into hopelessness, which is upper chest. Hopelessness will manifest into holding oneself back, base of the throat. I don't express, I hold myself back. Not ideal. So there's a lot happening in this region of the body. There are very reason why we can collapse. Shoulders round in, upper back rounds. It's a protection mechanism. Once this happens, the eyes hit the floor, we stop seeing. We stop noticing people. And our world becomes very small and very narrow very quickly. And so posture matters. Not, ah. Uh, and that's happening to us in, as we age anyways. We're shrinking. <laughs> and so yoga is about anti-aging anti in some ways. It's like, okay, pick myself back up. I want to see. Even if it's terrifying, best that I see versus not seeing. And so there's a lot of fear in having conversations. The chances of you offending somebody is quite likely. The chances of me offending you in this conversation is really quite likely. In various different ways, by simply just having the conversation, 
the way in which I speak, using this word, not that word, whatever. And so they're high risk conversations that we need to have. And what's unfortunately happening these days is people are speaking less out of the concern of being shamed, mobbed, canceled, these kinds of things that are happening, which are just insane. And so the dialogue is starting to fall apart and we're becoming farther apart, not closer together. And that's one of the benefits of conversation. It actually gets us closer. If it's an honest conversation, I just want to break down how to have, how not, <laughs> how to avoid difficult conversations because we avoid them. We have a way of avoiding difficult conversations. And then the opposite, how to cultivate difficult conversations, which is a skill set that you need. I'm not suggesting you don't have it, but it's always worthwhile revisiting. So I'm gonna break down how to avoid difficult conversations. I'd rather not. I'd rather not have this conversation. This is not going to go well. So I will not, I will not have this conversation. The reasons, you don't take yourself seriously enough. You do not take yourself seriously enough. That's true. Think of all the things you say to yourself that you know you should do, but you don't. Just contemplate that. All the things you say to yourself that you know you should do, but you don't. That erodes trust. It erodes self-respect. And we stop taking ourselves seriously. Because we say these things, but we don't do these things. Not all the time, but at times. Reason number two, your past, which consists of the vast experience you've had with failed conversations. And there is a plethora. Oh, what a word. <laughs> many, many conversations you've had that did not go well in your past. That you attempted to have and didn't go well from a place of honesty and vulnerability, didn't go well. And so this frame of reference leaves you weak, specifically morally weak, which is a combination of being deceitful and cowardly, which is a very stiff perspective to take on. It's like, who wants to see themselves as that? But the idea is that you see yourself as that because it's useful. Maybe not right now, but you can see that in the past potentially where you did not take the opportunity to have a difficult conversation. You were deceitful and cowardly. And there's no escape that. You can't escape that. And so that frame of reference that I will not do this will weaken us. As a consequence of avoidance, you nor anyone else will trust anything you have to say nor have any evidence that you're capable of saying anything of value. Ha! You stop trusting yourself and people stop trusting you. That's already happened. It's happened in your past. You're in relationships like that right now. Which again is a very stiff perspective to take on. That people don't trust you. And for good reason. You give them plenty of reasons why not to trust you especially the people that are closest to you, that have been around for a while. They can see right through your inconsistencies. And it's very difficult. It's like giving advice to somebody that you don't live. 
which is very common. Let me give you some advice about your life that I don't adopt myself. That's an example where people see right through your hypocrisy. It's like, what are you talking about? Whether they say that to you or not, definitely saying it to themselves. It's like, come on. As you delay conversations, the reasons to avoid multiply. As a result, you demean yourself, become less confident and less of what you could be, which is probably the most stinging. The most stinging realization is you're choosing not to be who you could be in these experiences, which is a deteriorating, destabilizing experience. And the problem with avoidance is as it goes, it just multiplies. We choose it once, we choose it again. We'll choose it in this conversation and in that conversation, and I'll choose it here and there, and then we are just the walking avoider, which is very difficult. What compounds this is being agreeable. I see who's in the room. You're an agreeable bunch, which you don't like conflict. <laughs> agreeable people do not like conflict and they attempt to avoid it at all costs and become the peacekeeper. How do I make this right? What do I have to give of myself to make sure this goes away? And that you're happy, and if you're happy, I'm happy, and this is good. And so this can be reinforced, compounded by being agreeable, which you are. Those that are disagreeable have less difficulty having these conversations. The challenge with disagreeables is that they're sharp. <laughs> and people have a very difficult time listening to them because they can be so sharp and judgmental, which raises up somebody's defenses. And so the conversation is lost. So there's a lot against us in the attempt to have difficult, honest conversations. Absolutely. You know, when I look at myself, I avoided difficult conversations a lot. I'd have them in some areas and then other areas, it's like, no way, <laughs> no way do I have those conversations. And so I'd have those conversations with people I didn't necessarily know all that much, difficult conversations. And with people that were closer to me, I'd avoid, I would avoid those conversations, which are absurd. It's like it's, it's an absurd stance. It's like, why would I do that? They felt riskier to me, and there was much more at stake, which was the relationship. And so when I look at my past and notice my evolution in terms of generating the ability and skill set to have difficult conversations, it's been an interesting path and a bumpy one. I used to put myself in very difficult situations. And it was a test in some ways. I was testing myself, my ability to overcome difficult situations. I did that when I was younger. And 
like in high risk situations. And I found myself at times literally negotiating my own life. That's the kind of conversations I was having, being held at gunpoint, negotiating my own life. Like it's probably a good idea just to let me walk away from this situation. I think that's a good idea. How's about you? And something changed in me in those conversations. Negotiating for my own life. And when I was able to break that down, I could see that, okay, I have the ability to stand in very difficult situations and to speak. And that's good. But I could do that. And if I could do that here, why am I not doing it there? And if I can contrast these experiences, this is like life or death. This feels like life and death, but it's not. So what would I what could what could I do to move this skill set into this area where I can start generating conversations with people that I care about? And it's been an interesting endeavor. And what I find myself in over the last little while is having a conversation about life and death with my father. Ah, which are very difficult conversations to have. Because what he's chosen is to end his life. And that's coming very soon. And so it's not necessarily conversations I want to have, but it's conversations that need to be had. And what I'm noticing within the family, family dynamic is those conversations don't want to be had. And I'm consistently having those conversations and have been over the last couple of weeks to make sure they're being had. And I can see the resistance. I can feel the resistance. And I can understand why. But I know what would happen to me if I didn't have those conversations. So this is this honest attempt to support my dad with his wishes, even when there's a part of me that does not want that to occur. And if I chose not to do that, how would that leave me at the end? If I didn't take this on in an honest attempt to support my father. And so I don't really know how all this is going to go. <laughs> It's like uncharted territory in some ways. But it's a real challenge, and it's definitely challenging my strength and my courage to have these conversations. And so I'd rather be the one having the conversations than not having the conversations. I know both sides of the equation now looking at my life. And there's nothing good about not having conversations, as difficult as they are. And you could easily argue that conversations are life and death. You could easily argue that. Missed conversation, missed opportunities will lead us to places we don't want to be. The death of a relationship. Which you've experienced. You've lost relationships in your life. 
And you know how painful that was. And one way to circumvent that is to go places you don't necessarily want to go. And so how to cultivate difficult conversations. You can see this on your yoga practice, you and your mats. Oh, you're having some difficult conversations with yourself, aren't you? Yes, you are. It's like, ah, oh, this pose. I hate you. <laughs> when will you be over? And so the idea is to stop coddling yourself and pretending that babying yourself is useful because it's not. You cannot do that to yourself. Being an old baby is very strange. It's very strange and absurd in so many different ways. That's how people don't take us seriously. If we act like the old baby, and we do. So you first have to understand that speaking is not safe. You know that. The very reason why you don't speak at times. It is not safe. It'll never be safe to speak. Then you can understand that it's even less safe not to speak. Meaning that it'll rip you apart from the inside out. And that should horrify you and terrify you. And how that could destabilize your character and your being. Not having the conversations you need to have. It's almost impossible to pro provide people with enough protection that they feel safe in a difficult conversation, which includes you. It's not about protecting people. It's not about protecting yourself. Protection actually weakens. It's the strength and courage that we need to have and generate. If we're attempting to protect ourselves, protect other people, it's like this kind of smothering experience. Like, no, 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 no. You're not ready for this. I have to protect you. It's like, no, stop doing that. And it's the way in which to toughen ourselves up and to toughen other people up is to have difficult conversations. And so conversation is the attempt to formulate a truth more clearly only if you're being honest, both parties, attempting to be honest, which is a combative and cooperative enterprise, and it is. And if both parties, whoever's speaking, is attempting to make things better, it has to be combative. It has to be cooperative. Let's battle this out. You've done that in relationships. You've had some arguments, I could imagine. Oh, that feisty side of you comes out, you're battling for something, something you consider to be right. Not all the time, but at times. And when, when, when you were able to create some common ground, cooperation in that relationship, it was better. It immediately became better, which is extraordinary. Greater understanding, more stability, greater security in the relationship because you know each other in different ways. Now, in order to speak what you regard as the truth, biased and ignorant as you are, because that is true, <laughs> we all are biased and ignorant in our own unique way, you'll have to let go of the outcome and live with the consequences no matter what. One of the prerequisites of having difficult conversations is you have to be willing to sacrifice the relationship. Otherwise, you'll never have the conversation.
you have to get to that edge. But I'm going to say this. I'm saying it because it matters. And I hope you can hear it. That we can work this out because it's important to you and therefore it is important to you. And to be willing to sacrifice it all, it has to be that way or you'll never speak up. You'll have all the reasons. Well, they might be unhappy with me and I don't know, I might look like a fool or pressuring somebody or this or that. It's like, yeah, all of that will be true. And if you let those reasons multiply, they'll swell you and drown you and leave you voiceless. Not ideal. So there's a unique skill set that needs to be nurtured and it's a skill set you have. It needs to be advanced and refined like all of our skills. But it's good to call on that side of you every once in a while when you need it. And so I have a conversation, uh, a question. <laughs> a question for you. Where's the place in your life you feel where you're challenged the most to have conversations? Maybe it's with somebody. Maybe it's an environment. I don't know. Anybody have an answer to that? Where you feel challenged the most to have conversations? Your work? Your family. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so family dynamic, boyfriends, you say, plural. Okay, very good. <laughs> the desire to save. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And on the other side, when you're saying, talking to people, trying to get them to talk, mm -hmm. the person I'm seeing now who never talks completely avoids conversation. Yeah. And I understand. I don't want to change anyone because mm -hmm. I really like to talk to people. Yeah. So it's... So sometimes I feel like pushing, pushing, and then for him it's much better not to talk about it. That's a great question to ask yourself because where you place yourself matters. And if you're feeling conflicted now, that's only going to compound over months and years. And so always good to notice the conflict points early on. So, you know, because chances of you changing 
meaning like speaking less is going to be very narrow. And the chance of him speaking more is going to be very narrow. And so just something to look at. Good to see it. Okay. Anybody else? Thanks for sharing. Conversations, difficulty, where, with whom? I always like to get examples. like it's it's the question isn't do you want do you want people in your life that are honest with you and it's like the answer is of course i do yes and then if you feel like that that's the desire you have for others then where are you in the equation and you know you can boil it down to respect issue that i respect you i care for you enough to have this conversation and this is a different approach and in that is self-respect in that is respect within the relationship even though they're difficult. But I like what you said, it makes plenty of sense. It's high risk, extraordinarily high risk, especially when you start dancing with the family. Woo, oh my goodness. Yep, okay, good. Thanks for relating to the conversation. Speaking about difficult conversations, we're about to practice. <laughs> and you'll notice the conversations that come to you. And this is where you get to challenge yourself. Where you get to combat with yourself and also cooperate through this weird practice of yoga. So, let us practice. <laughs> 